Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 670 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we'll be having an answer with Bob Lawrence all about his brand new single, the first one to be released digitally as we are continuing to be surprised by his musical prowess. We'll be having a natter with Elise Evans from Anthem Voices. We are never surprised at their amazing talent, and uh, they are performing at the Dormston Mill Theatre in June, so we'll be hearing from them. Also at the Dormston, the gang from Starstruck will be along. We'll be hearing about their latest production, which is made in Dagenham. On top of that, we're hearing from IBM, how they're helping AI development through training in schools. That's all on the way on the show this week. Anthem Voices always put on an absolutely amazing show. The 11th of June is the date for the next one. And Elise Evans is here to tell me more. Hello. Hiya. How's it going? Uh, good to be here. Yeah, going really well. Thank you. A bit bleary eyed, you know, lots of rehearsals going on at the minute, but we're all good. Thank you. Well, let's say you, you guys love getting together and having a good sing song. I was lucky enough to come along and visit you a few years ago. It must be four or five years ago now when I actually came down and saw you rehearsing. And the choir just goes from strength to strength. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's been a bit of a weird two years, as it has been for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thought of actually being able now to get back together and to be rehearsing in person again and to be able to sort of kind of get back to some sort of normality ready for showtime, it, it's a nice feeling, I've got to mm-hmm. say. Well, give us the background to the whole anthem experience. So, yes, yeah, so it was a choir that we started back in 2016. It started as a youth choir. It naturally progressed into sort of an adult choir as well um, and various other branches. We do music workshops in schools. We do online workshops. We do private tuition. Uh, but the Anthem Voices Choir, which is now the flagship choir, hosts about 60 members. And every year we like to get on stage and do a big summer concert. And it's sort of a showcase of all the work that we've been doing sort of throughout the past year. Well, actually, some of the songs you're going to hear in this concert have actually been in the works now for over two years because they're songs that we've started in January 2019, obviously preparing for our show of the summer. And then as everybody knows what happened next, we all got shut down. So um, so actually this concert is quite special because this is going to have work in it that's been yeah accumulated over two and a half years, which is quite amazing, really. But it's not a 93-hour show. It's still no. something you can cope with. <laughs> It's it's nice and short, I promise. It's not not too long, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it feels like it's been a long time coming. This show, I'm really excited <laughs> for it. Because I mean, you love everything from musical theatre through some sort of amazing pop and rock, and I think you help drive that. And you, you, but you also you're a little community group as well because you all get together and talk about what you want to do. And it's it, it's very much a democracy, unlike some choirs that exist in this world. It's definitely a community and that's the word for it. We are a community choir. We don't boast to be anything more. We're not professionals. Um, This is an amateur choir, but amateur, I think, gets a bit of a bad tarnished word recently. I feel like it's people that love to sing, that are coming together to have the best fun, to sing, to learn to sing, to learn to sing in harmony, uh, to sing some brilliant songs, but also, more importantly, to be together. And actually, what we missed most over COVID, although we could get together on Zoom, was that in-person social aspect you know so it's very much a social aspect as it is uh you know the singing aspect as well yeah so much so it's so relaxed last time i came to visit you you were in your slippers 
<laughs> I actually was no fear. I am now Jason, I'll show you, but obviously you can only see me top half. <laughs> So, with the the music you got planned, give give us some of the highlights of, uh, of the tracks that people can come along and, and really enjoy. Put together by literally loads, <laughs> loads is a good phrase, isn't it? Loads of voices. Yeah, I mean, so we 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 don't like to mess about. We've got everything from Elvis Presley to Dolly Parton to some of the more modern musicals uh, like Come From Away. Uh, we've got some Greatest Showman in there. We've also got a few surprises because we don't just do sort of big ensemble choir numbers. We have some of our uh, talented members get up on stage and there's some solos, there's duets, there's some trios, there's even some dancing this year. We've got some showgirls coming on stage. So it's a real spectacle and I'm not just saying that the guys have worked really really hard to put on a great performance so yeah, yeah there's so something you, for everyone you're going to be really busy if you're being both a showgirl and conducting <laughs> well I'm not I, you, you'll be surprised to know Jace I am not a showgirl I think my show girl days are five behind me so I just I get to stand it. up and to wave my arms and do all that <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, it's a great space great to get together and it, uh, obviously Joining now would not allow you into the show in June, most likely. Probably not, no. But because you want to rehearse, and you guys are big on getting it absolutely spot on, and I know that. So uh, it, there is still the opportunity to join, though. If somebody did want to come along and be part of it, give us the details, first of all, on how they do that bit. Absolutely. I mean, we, we're so fortunate now. We're always inundated with people wanting to join Anthem and we love that. However, we do have limited spaces. We don't sort of like to spill over numbers too much just because we like to keep that community feel. And we also want to make sure that we're not packing the church hall where we rehearse every Thursday night. However, when spaces become available, we always post it first on our social media. So if anybody is interested to sort of keep an eye on when spaces become available, we offer a free trial session for everybody that comes along for their first time as well. Um, you can just follow us on Anthem Voices and that's on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. It'll always be posted there first and all the details will be there for you. And of course your home is in Wensfield. Of course. Well, no, we've moved, Jay. Yeah, Sorry. I know. So COVID, everything's changed. So we were in Wensfield. We're now in Aldersley. So we're not too Ooh. far. No, so that's okay. Aldersley's cool as well, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lovely church hall. We're very, we're very lucky we found it. Obviously, COVID threw a lot of spanners in the works, and one of them was that we had to lose our wonderful venue, which was very sad because we loved Wentzfield, of course. And we actually started in Wentzfield at the high school, so it was quite sad, really, to move away from that area. But we are still in Wolverhampton. We are still Wolverhampton-based. That's the way we like it. So all the details for the show, 11th of June, please. Take yes. it away now. Dormston Mill Theatre, Saturday the 11th of June. It's called Let Me Entertain You. Two shows, 2.30 and 7.30. Uh, there's a bar available at both events, which I know is quite a pull for people. Uh, it's going to be a great day, a great day of shows. Please come along and see us. Tickets are £12 for adults. Under sevens are £7. Uh, you can get your tickets at ct.co.uk forward slash let me entertain you. Yeah, and, and as you said, it's it's an amateur show, but it's not an amateurish show. Uh, basically, you guys are performers of the highest calibre who just aren't getting paid to turn up, which is how you keep the ticket prices at 12 quid. <laughs> It's like you're going to see a professional show for a cheap ticket price. I mean, it's a bargain. It's an absolute bargain. I can't yeah. say any more than that. No, and I, I can't recommend you highly enough because you are absolutely awesome, led by the amazing Elise. It's, it's always going to be good when Elise is involved. You know that. So keep it going. Check it out. Anthem Voices on Facebook to find out all the details. And the uh, the gig at Tomston Mill is going to be like, in fact, probably book yourself tickets for both. Go at lunchtime. Realise the matinee was absolutely awesome and you want Thank to see it again on the night. Yeah. I think that works, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, do it. You can grab a curry and sedgley. 
go for a Weatherspoons and then come down and see us again for the evening. What more could you ask for? It sounds like a perfect Saturday. It is. Elise, thank you for joining us. No worries. Thank you, Jason.
When Bob Lawrence announced he was releasing an album, and I, like many, was somewhat surprised. Oh, we'd maybe expected a TV quiz show or something, but no, <laughs> here he is singing. Uh, now, we had a natter about the, uh, the album a little while ago, which is only available in, in physical form, uh, but there is a single coming out. It's all to do with where he's popped his at, and he's here now to tell me all about it. Hello, sir. <laughs> no, nobody was more surprised than me, James. Well, I suppose there is that. But uh, now, come on, um, uh, I've known you, and the Midlands has known you for decades, <laughs> literally decades. And uh, so it, it was a shock when the, the singing started. But you've had such fun with it, and uh, yeah, the, the, the whole industry that you know absolutely loves you anyway, and they love you more for this. <laughs> You're so optimistic. The industry, the industry, as exactly as you said, just looked at me and went, you're what? You are what? You can't be serious. Um, now, I, you know, as I said to you before, I, I just think, I just think there is creativity in all of us, absolutely everyone. And, and you know, being on the radio, writing a book, making a record, all of these things, I think everyone's got this painting a picture, making a sculpture. But the sad thing is what happens with all of us is we're born with this creativity. And, you know, I mean, if you think back to your primary school days, Jace, you... Mm. you you know, you're encouraged to get, get a crayon. That's good, Jason. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. And then there comes a point, probably early secondary school, where you're told, yeah, that's not very good, Jason. You see, you, you've gone outside of the lines here. <laughs> why have you done a, a, why have you painted a blue horse? And so what we do is we kind of go, oh, that's not for me. Do you know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. And so we lose it all. And um, I, I just think we should all do stuff like like this we should all just you know, let let our inner story out let our inner painting out whatever it is and um it's, it's a lot of fun and that's what the record's about as well it's just a fun record um it's also it's the only song on the album because uh, I on the album for those that don't know it's basically <laughs> this sounds so pompous but it's my <laughs> poetry if you like it's my well, lyrics and a really talented fellow called Dan Chisholm did all the music um, and the production of it. So it's just my words. But Got My Hat On is the only song on the album where I actually came up with the melody as well. Um, yeah, but, you know, it was just a case of me going, yeah, it kind of goes a bit like... And he went, what, you mean like an A-flat minor Morris? I don't know. It kind of goes... And then he transposed it all into music. Well, yeah, I'm just I'm just going to... At this point, I'm going to point out he doesn't go... Because it is good stuff. We'll play the full song in a moment, but this is where we're at. Thinking of the girl I met last June. Anyway, we'll leave that bit there and bring you the full entirety of that and see what the Levi's are wrapped around later. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it's just, it is a fun piece of work and that, that's what I like about it as well. So you, the whole bit of creativity you've got going on here, the whole album uh, has, has been a, a, an interesting experience. Now, have you done a video for this one yet? No, no. It's, um, I'll be honest with you, all, everything about making music was was a steep learning curve for me and that includes the video because video is uh, you know give me audio and i'm at home i know where i am with audio you but with, video... with audio that's how it works <laughs> well i don't know i'm certainly not comfortable that's for sure um... <laughs>
so um yeah it the the video for the last single we were there was just exhausting and um it, it really exhausted me um so with this one we've just decided not to have a video <laughs> yeah because we're being different man well, um, well next time i'm expecting stop motion claymation that sort of thing that'd be good yeah yeah i mean all of this stuff it's all self-funded you know there's no record company involved there's no publishing company involved so so everything has been funded by me and um I, you know like everybody <laughs> times are tough <laughs> and you just gotta you've just gotta compromise your ideals and um yeah with this one um we just decided let's see see what happens without a video um well yeah we'll see letting the music speak for itself yeah absolutely man absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so what uh, else is going on in your world at the moment because it, it's never a quiet place to be is it <laughs> it it's really it it do you know i was listening to a chat i had with a friend of mine um i know this sounds weird but i was having a chat with a friend of mine uh, probably 16 17 years ago and i recorded the chat and i was listening to that chat recently and and something jumped out at me when I said to him, I said, you know, you, you've spent all your life going all over the world. You've got wanderlust. And he said, no, no, no. He said, it's not wanderlust. It's just opportunities arise and I go with them. And that really jumped out at me because that's pretty much what I've been doing over the last couple of years. Um, you know, making music was never on my radar. It was deep down. It was something that I'd wanted to do. But because I wasn't musical, it would never happen. So you just put it to one side. And then the opportunity came up when Dan said, let's record one of your poems. And it was an opportunity. And then it's just grown from there. Um, so I guess as I as I get to these advancing years, <laughs> I, I kind of realize, I tell, I tell you what it is. What happened was, it's not a nice topic, but, you know, when you start getting to a situation where you go to the GP and you get the bad news, then everybody says, oh, I've got my bucket list, you know. And, well, why wait until you get diagnosed with something horrible? So I kind of, in a weird sort of way, I've got my bucket list now and I'll get it all done whilst I'm still physically and mentally able to enjoy what I'm doing so I don't know is the simple answer I don't you know and if your next question is what's next <laughs> I have to say again I don't know it's I don't, just I, well I don't, I don't think it's, it, we can possibly know what's next I know no. it's not worth asking that because if if we'd have spoken three years ago and I said so Bob when's the next album coming out yeah. and you're gonna oh what the debut yeah and then no it's just yeah. not gonna happen so you just yeah. it, 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 it is purely a wonderful world of randomness that you seem to be living in and I, I like that I envy you and I, I mean this this bucket, how big is it? Are we talking a yeah, small pail? Or are we talking something the size of the front room? I think it's like what you do. You know, this whole thing is only possible because of the internet, because of technology. And technology has moved on so fast. It's moved on so fast that we haven't actually fully appreciated how far we've come. But, you know, us chatting here... When you actually stop and, and think, how is this happening? It's happening through telephone lines, pretty much. Mm -hmm. But I can see you and you can see me and we can hear each other. And it's like, 
wow. And, you know, making music, writing a book, all of this stuff is available to everybody now because technology has 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 enabled us to do it. Yeah, so, so I mean, if you look back, because I mean, when when I first got to know you, this was a beacon, and not what, yeah. the late eighties, you were presenting the show, I was co-hosting a kids show, and to get the quality of sound alone that we're getting yeah. now would have involved a rather large bit of copper wire being dragged yeah. halfway across the country, and yeah, yeah it, it it has just changed everything. Yeah, and it's it's just it has changed everything, and it gives us opportunity. And I think that's that's the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, we we all, you know, Netflix and email and Zoom calls, we all do all this stuff, and we've got to the stage where we don't give it a second thought, and and all of that is fine and dandy. Um, banks are close, you know, when we were kids, the idea of there not being a bank. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is Barclays still open in Wolverhampton, by the way, that beautiful building? Yes, Barclays is. And the city centre's not too bad. But uh, and we've even got the new TSB after they demerged from uh, from Lloyd's. But right. uh, yeah, I mean, they used to try and drag you into the banks by giving you a, a, a rucksack, yeah. a dictionary or a ceramic <laughs> right. piggy bank. Now <laughs> they, 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 they want to give you an app so you can watch things at home. Well, that's right. So all of this has happened and is happening. But as I say, the other side of that coin is it gives us opportunity. And you're quite right. You know, the days when we were at Beacon, to get any decent sound quality involved a lot of expensive machinery. And we don't need that expensive machinery any longer. And so long as you know what you're doing... Um, you can you can create the most wonderful things. I mean, I was looking at a friend of mine who who has um, an Instagram account, and all she does on Instagram is paints pictures mm-hmm. using her finger to you know splodge color across and whatever. That's all she does. She doesn't do the you know this is what I had for my dinner and all of that stuff. <laughs> she creates little works of art and publishes them on Instagram. Well, you know, not so long ago, for her to do that, she would have to physically create with paint, and then she would have to physically reproduce that, and then get a book made, and then advertise the book, put it in a jiffy bag, you know. Now, you know, it's it's all it's all done and i think it's wonderful that aspect of of 21st century living is wonderful and it's given me the opportunity to get stuff off my chest you know the book the album you know even radio um you know radio has evolved now and there there are all sorts of branches of radio and what you're doing is you know has its roots in radio mm-hmm. um it, it's um and and the idea that that anyone can just get their thoughts out can be creative i think it's wonderful yeah it is and uh you know it, it, the days of pirate radio as was have kind of gone because you you don't need a transmitter now we're looking at the fact that you know i'm, I'm sharing this on my podcast uh, it goes out on 101.8 wcrfm and you know we've got a number of different outlets for things yeah. and, and the outlets all come together which is good yeah. as well you see that with what the bbc do with their their apps and things and the way they've embraced it and the fact that there's people actually serving communities the way we can in wolverhampton yeah. And uh, talking from Wolverhampton and we can go global with all of this is really just an amazing experience. And that's happening with your music. And I'm sure there are many more Bob Lawrence fans out there than you ever thought there could be. Well, I I don't know about that, but um, (laughs) it it just means that I can get it out there. And that's the and, and, and again, you know, 
as I've said to you before, the thing I love about WCR is that it's it's Wolverhampton. And, mm. and uh, without meaning to get quasi-political here, one of the things that I've seen happen over the decades is this erosion of Wolverhampton. The irony is Wolverhampton is now a city. You mm -hmm. know, when I was there, it was a town. Now it's a city. And yet, if you look at a lot of media, it's lumped in with Birmingham. Yeah. Birmingham and Wolverhampton, you know, and 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 I think it's great that WCR is proudly and consistently for many years saying, no, 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 we're Wolverhampton. Mm -hmm. hence the name you know, yes. Wolverhampton that's what we are yeah. and you know the internet and technology I mean yes WCR is on FM which is great but if you look under the bonnet of WCR it's all down to technology it's down mm -hmm. to the advancements in technology which means that that can happen and this can happen and you know the, the as I say the days of having to have huge physical buildings to put a radio station in uh, are over and yeah. um, you know I think it's great and you know it's but 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 it makes me sound a little bit kind of um, as if I'm a geek and I'm really not a geek. Mm -hmm. um, but the technology has just meant that getting this back to the, the record got my hat on. It just means that I can make a fun record and get it out to people and just say, look, you know, here's a, here's a fun record. And, and if you listen to the words of got my hat on, it's, it's clearly a little look at country music and the kind of topics that country music make. And then suddenly it goes off on this massive divert towards the end. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's certainly not what you'd hear in your average country song. But well, uh, We will listen to it now and uh, see how we, we feel about the, the whole experience. <laughs> uh, so we can find you. This one's available digitally, isn't it? So this is yeah. like on Spotify and Apple Music everywhere. and all that sort of stuff, everywhere. Uh, the whole album, how do we get hold of that? Because that's physical. The album is just CD, and that's only available from my website. Very easy to remember. It's my name followed by .co.uk, boblawrence.co.uk. You can get the CD album. Um, the uh, single, Got My Hat On, is on all digital platforms. Uh, yes, it's on Spotify, but, um, you know, from my point of view, it's better if you download it rather than just listen to it for free. And I know that makes me sound so mercenary, but, um, <laughs> you know... They've got to live. They've got to pay for stuff. Well, it's true. And, you know, I won't get... You know, we could talk for hours about the the way that you are financially recompensed from places like Spotify. But basically, you know, it's something like 100,000 listens on Spotify would earn me the same as I would get if I had something like 100 downloads from Amazon or whatever. You know, it's, it's really ridiculous. So, um, yeah, by all means, go to Spotify, have a listen, and then um, fork out 99p and buy <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's the way we like it. Bob, always and... a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. We look forward oh, to the next wild, you. wacky and weird project, whatever <laughs> that may be. I'll shall talk to you about it then. All the best, Jase. Are you ready, Bob? Yes, thanks, Andy. Andy! When the morning comes creeping, I'm lying here not sleeping. I'm thinking of the girl I met last June. 
rest and quiet a piece. Then Tom Tom with Barley might hop on my Harley and think about my woman's lovely face. I got my hat on, my boots on, my belt on. Now I'm gone, I'm going into town to look for you. Cause you're the one that I think of whenever I'm off. I'm so in love with you. team from Starstruck Theatre are in action at the Dormstone Mill Theatre from the 25th through the 28th of May. It is made in Dagenham. There's better to be some protesting, but that's only on stage, not outside. I'm joined now by some of the gang to tell me more. Hello, everyone. Hello. So, uh, Vicky, I'm going to let you be our guide. Who's doing what and what's happening down there? Okay, uh, well, we've got a nice selection here for you today. I'm Vicky, by the way. I play Rita O'Grady. And I'm Sally. I play Connie. I'm Laura. I play Sandra. I'm Stacey, I play Cass. I'm Gary, I play Monty. I'm Andrew, I play Harold Wilson. I'm Ben, I play Eddie O'Grady. I'm Nick, I play Cortina Man. And I'm Keith and I play Mr Tooley. Now this is an amazing show and an important part of social history as well as being a brilliant musical. Especially yeah. for us women, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's very <laughs> relevant. <laughs> yeah, we really enjoyed it actually. It's nice to do something that represents women in a really positive light and gives us them strong yeah. feminine strong female roles to get our teeth into as well yeah and even though we know we have inequality still to this day this yeah. actually shows just how bad it was and how far we've come but it's obviously yeah. still not quite right yet yeah and it wasn't like that long ago really which i think a lot of people be surprised to go oh wow like i don't think people know about everything that happened and i think as much as it being a great musical i think people actually go wow that was actually really interesting and you know, heard of this person and this person. It's, it's a really good one. I think everyone's really going to enjoy it from all Absolutely. ages. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and uh, having seen the film and the stage play, I mean, it, it's it's such a powerful message, but all done, in the, in this case, with some brilliant music. So tell us a bit about the songs. Uh, well, there's, uh, there's some really, really good songs in there. And I think as far as, as musicals go, the music, I think, has got us all really excited in rehearsals. Yeah. We can tell, like, that we're putting everything into the singing. Um, Anybody want to talk about their favourite songs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ben's, Ben's, Ben's got a great solo song. Yeah, yeah I, I, I sing a song called The Letter, which is basically um, a, a, a letter from Eddie to his wife, Rita, 
uh, saying he, he's basically had enough of uh, going and uh, trying to change the world um, and she should come home and be a wife and mother. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds more, that makes it sound more misogynistic than it actually is, but it's a real... Yeah. <laughs> sees it from everyone's side. It, mm-hmm. It's basically his kind of breaking point in the yeah. relationship. Yeah, pretty much. And there's some real emotion to it as well. Yeah. Um, and but, but a lot of the... It, it's like 80% music. The yeah. whole thing's almost... Song, a, a lot of the story's told through the songs rather than lots and lots of dialogue. Um, and then songs, it's, it's more interwoven right the way through the show, which is really cool. It's it's almost like a jukebox. Yeah, and it's very kind of get up in sixties sorts of music yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. Really powerful. Yeah, obviously we are back in the sixties, which means uh, although it has a look. Some of the clothes are easy to source, and other bits are a bit more difficult. But the, and there's some amazing dresses in there as well, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm actually, as well as being the gas, the costumier uh, and the wardrobe mistress. So I've got the lovely job of costuming everybody. Um, Which is really easy when you deal with Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're all really relaxed about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's quite fun doing like the Ford uniforms and um, as well as like lots of really fun suits, especially for the, the men, because I feel like, especially the young guys, they wouldn't have ever seen a collar that long. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> those tight trousers so that's going to be a uh, really fun when uh, we bring all the costumes so so um yeah so that's what, that's to look forward to i'm looking forward to <laughs> and, and you've had a great day out actually seeing some of the ford cars that would have been around at the time oh oh yeah well we had one come didn't we yeah, yeah, yeah we had a great little photo shoot we had with a beautiful fortina yeah it was that was really fun to be yeah. fair and if, i think even though like we've all kind of known each other for this short amount of time he put out our characters that yeah. did on the photo shoot it's really fun so, I mean, you've got an amazing show. You've got an amazing cast. Starstruck have done some brilliant work so far. And, of course, at the Dormston Mill Theatre uh, over in Sedgley. I mean, that's going to be uh, another great uh, place to host all of this. But what is the standout moment for each of you in the show? And, uh, Vicky, again, I'll let you coordinate whom and who. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that um, there's a lot of people who don't know about this show. And, and I'd say they were missing out if they if they passed on it because it, it's something I wasn't aware of. I didn't know the show very well when we started. And it's heartwarming, it's funny, it's modern, it's it's touching. There's a lot of really great moments in there. And I think even if you're not a fan of musical theatre, it's the sort of thing you're going to yeah. really, really love. I think for me, um, my standout part at the moment is, is basically the finale. Um, I'm hoping that it's going to be a really powerful moment and it's going to get a really good audience reaction. Mm-hmm. That's my favourite part to do. Mm. How about yourself? I think mine is my song. And then obviously it's reiterated when uh, Rita, obviously played by Vicky, does it at the end and says all the words that I've said to her. And it, it actually rings true and it, it happens and it works. So, you are my mentor, yeah, aren't you? yeah. And unfortunately, you don't I, last to the end no, of the show. No, no. But... <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Uh, um, I guess Mr. Tooley's song, This Is America, singing about how great America is compared to Dagenham. Stand out one. Yeah, well, I'm called Tina Man, so I do get a bit of a solo, um, which I quite enjoy, I think, unless I'm... Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to get dressed up with a wig. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I do like that. But I do like coming on when we all come on at the start. Uh, all the guys come on uh, for our opening number, Maiden Dagenham, which is uh, 
place for the Ford workers. Uh, and that's pretty good because it's a bit of camaraderie. It's, um, it's quite a nice, and it's a nice number as well. So it gets the show going off to a mm -hmm. good pace. Lads, lads, uh, lads. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Important in the show about female equality. Yeah. <laughs> 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 get a little moment. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> about you, Monty? What do you like? Um, I like all the songs. The one at the end is really uplifting. Every time I listen to it on the, you know, in the car, it always you get a little pink yeah, in my eye. Emotional. <laughs> it's quite emotional. The final song, I think. Really good. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like um, everybody out, which is the just before the interval. Um, so it's like a really good one to go into the bar with. Um, but it's <laughs> when all the factory workers think, forget it, we're not doing it. But it's everybody's in that number. And there's, it's so long, it's ridiculous. But it's um, everyone's in it. And I think it just, there's a lot happens. In it's that, just so yeah, much happens yeah. and it's really exciting. And I think like it's got dialogue, it's got music, it's great singing. So it's, I think it's definitely the one I enjoy the most. And then it's the interval. So. Get yeah, ice cream. yeah. <laughs> I, but are you allowed ice creams backstage as well? As long as you don't get it down the costume. Exactly. Yeah. Gone <laughs> from the bar to ice. Cream. I am. I want it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ben? Uh, to be honest with you, a little bit selfish, but I like I like the first song. Uh, basically, uh, Eddie's cocked up and he's forgotten his uh, his anniversary, <laughs> <laughs> and she made it really, really. Yeah. Uh, regret it and, and basically there's a whole number of him apologizing for basically being an arse and you know I, 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 I pretty much spend my entire life apologizing for being an arse. <laughs> it's a good part for you. Yeah. <laughs> Typecasting, that's why we like it. Anybody else want to say else? You got a fame? To be quite honest, um, I'm just really enjoying all of it. Um, <laughs> There's so many talented people as well within this group. Um, and they've all made me feel really welcome. Mm -hmm. And it's a fantastic show. Yeah. So there's a lot of lot of and people in it's, it's quite a few new people. So I think yeah. you can just see how much we all enjoy. Yeah. yeah. There's well, a lot of passion and it's it's great. I'm, expect, I'm expecting great things. This is this is standard with Star Trek because I've been there and seen it before. <laughs> yeah. so. I know Harold Wilson's desperate to I know it's an amazingly good show and say so with, with the amazing cast you're going to have from Starstruck it'll be well worth a look Made in Dagenham take yourself back to Essex in 1968 and tell the story of the Ford car workers who were looking for equal pay and rights and uh, thoroughly deserved it too and it made an absolute national in fact world impact so it's all taking place Wednesday through Saturday it is the 25th through to the 28th of May it's at the Dunstan Mill Theatre tickets are priced £15 and £12 concessions you can get hold of the box office on 01902 334874 or ct.co.uk forward slash Dagenham and get yourself along and it's going to be awesome isn't it gang yeah. they are starstruck they're amazing see you all soon thank Bye. you Bye. 
When it comes to the world of improvisation, whether it be comedy or maybe something a little more dramatic, there's a lot that you maybe need to know and have in your head before you start improvising. Laura Littrock can advise on that, and she's telling me now all about a fantastic course she's offering. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. You all right? I'm good, thank you. So what is going on? Because this all starts this Thursday. Yes, um, I'm running some improvisation classes um, in Stourbridge. Um, the, the address is... Uh, St Thomas's Church Hall, Market Street, Stourbridge, DY81A4. Um, and it's just for people who um, maybe have never done acting before, or maybe they do acting on a more regular basis but want to have a bit of fun with it. Uh, it's just an opportunity to come around, do some silly scenarios, um, meet some like-minded people, just have a bit of a laugh. Something very, very casual. Very and, you and you never know a new drama group or comedy group could be born out of what happens on these events. Well, exactly, exactly. You don't know what happens when you, when you meet people. You might, um, you might meet someone who you end up wanting to collaborate with or somebody who can offer you work. I, I don't know who's going to come along. Mm -hmm. um, we spoke to you on a number of different occasions about various different things. I mean, you've been all, involved in all sorts of stuff, whether it be plays, readings, uh, appearances, uh, books. Well, you, you've, you've done the lot. So, uh, you know, uh, we've got uh, lots of, of, of back catalogue on you. But you've also got your training qualifications as well. And this is what really puts you in a good place to be able to offer these courses. Yes, yes. Of course, I did, um, I did drama at uni and a lot that did involve uh, improv. Um, and I've been working with drama groups since I was about six years old <laughs> and uh, I worked with a local drama group a comedy theatre group and a lot of that involves improv and devising and it's just such an important um, tool for an actor to have because of course if you're working on stage if something goes wrong you need to know that you can get out of it um, working with other actors you need to trust that they can improv to get you out of it mm -hmm. um, and there's lots of opportunities out there for um, improvisation, you know, events and stuff where you're dressed up in costume or or an historical event or something where, where it actually requires improvisation skills, and creating stories for your characters and interacting with the public or whatever. Because mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you're, you're whoever or whomever you are, in, you know, creating on stage actually has to have a backstory. So even though you're improvising, yes. you're doing it with a set of instructions in your head in some ways. Yeah, of course. And one of the exercises I plan to run uh, when people are a little more comfortable with improvisation is, is um, hot seating, which is, you know, I give you a character and you're just asked random questions. What's their favourite colour? Uh, what's their marital status? What school did they go to? And you just have to think of that totally off the top of your head. It's really interesting because some things you think, OK, I'm going to change that. I didn't really like that. Some things you think, oh, OK, I never thought of that before, but that really works. That explains why the character is the way they are. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you've got to put yourself into that situation and be able to answer with a good flow. And it, it's, it's that flow of being convincing that is going to make your character believable when it comes down to an improv event that you're part of. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Acting isn't just about what's on the surface. It's about what's going on behind the eyes. I mean, I remember when I was at college doing one of my first film modules, um, a character realised something and, and the... Other, the other students knew when the character realised something because of the reaction in my eyes. And literally all I was doing was thinking in my head, okay, this has happened, I know this has happened. And, and that was all I was doing, and it was showing in my eyes, and I can't even explain what it is. It's just because I was doing that, but it was there. And that's the kind of things I really want to teach to other people as well. 
realizing that it's actually not that difficult when once you know how like like a lot of things really yeah because i mean when, when someone is acting you have to remember that you're not looking at whoever's playing the part but the person playing the part and although uh, I, I mean I, I'm going to pick on say let's go let's go for Sean Connery Sean Connery in his later years was very much Sean Connery in a lot of things that he played because yeah. that's what people wanted but you look at his yeah. earlier works as James Bond and actually it shows what a fine actor he was before he was then yeah. directed into being a, a recognizable icon yeah exactly exactly me and my friend were having this discussion the other day about Alan Rickman actually mm-hmm. um, when you watch him as Snake using him as an example you try and picture him, you try and say, okay, this is the Sheriff of Nottingham, and it, it's just not there. You just can't, you, you can't link the two things in your head because he's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it doesn't comprehend that it's the same man saying different lines. It's No, it's two different people. It's I find that as the mark of a good actor. You can't, you watch them, you can't see anyone else they've played because they are just that person in that moment. Yeah, because in part because they're improvising being that person. The, the lines are one thing, being told about the character is yeah. another, but it's how you bring it to life. And that's where improv is such an amazingly important skill. Exactly, because improv isn't just about acting out loud. It's sort of improvising in your head. Um, in a monologue, you improvise in a monologue to make your character more real. You're mm-hmm. improvising constantly in, the, in your head when you're an actor. Mm-hmm. It makes a great actor. So where do we go for more information and how can people sign up to be part of this and what's the cost? Okay, so it's £5 a week. Um, so it's you just you just pay when you turn up. You don't have to come every week if you don't want to, or if you can't. Um, yeah, so it's £5 a week. Um, you can find information on my Facebook and Twitter, or you can contact me directly on my email address, which is laura.l.litrot at gmail.com, or lowercase. Or you can call me on 07906-763-475. Well, a brilliant um, opportunity for people to be able to get involved with something which is slightly different that is a sort of acting class which isn't normally taught. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It's not a formal acting class, but it is something you're going to learn from. And I do have plans to possibly devise a script from the improvs. Uh, I don't know how far down the line that will be. That depends on what people who come along want to do. But, you know, I have put on shows before, so... It can be done again. Mm-hmm. We shall see what happens. Again. Well, we'll talk about that when it does happen, no doubt. If there's a show that comes yeah. out, this would be great. If there's an uh, improv group or a comedy drama group or, or whatever that emerges, we will again talk about that. Meanwhile, I look forward to you uh, telling us about your next project. But meanwhile, this is the biggie. All starts this Thursday. So go along, check those details out, and become part of something which could really help you with your acting workshops. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, Laura, always good to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. Brilliant. Thank you. We may ask ourselves what autonomous cars, our smart speaker and the wonderful world of the metaverse all have in common. Well, without AI, they just wouldn't work. To tell us more about how some of this works, I've got Sharon Moore with me now, and she is Global Tech Lead for Government at IBM Technology. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Lovely to meet you. Good to talk to you. So uh, explain a bit more about what's going on here, because when it comes to AI, it really is not so much taking over the world in a Skynet kind of a way, but it's taking it over in a positive way. Yeah, it is. It's it's really here to, to help us do things 
better and, and make more of what, what we can do. From a business perspective, it might be about enabling our decision making to make it faster, to make it more effective. It might be about predicting some future. It could be even looking at how we focus employees' time so they're doing valuable things and spending more time on that rather than the, the easy things that can be, be done by technology from a personal perspective you and me you know it's when we when we want to play some music and and want to hear the things that we really like or be excited by things that we haven't seen before or we want to find that selfie that we took we thought was our favorite one but we you know there's there's ai there to help us find through the faces so um yeah lots of lots of positive things about ai that can really help us make a difference and although it feels like it's been developing for some time it's it's still relatively new on the scale of things as far as the, even the computing industry goes yeah yeah, it's, um, it has been around for a while. In theory, um, it has been possible to do some of this stuff, but it's actually taken the, um, a while for, for technology to catch up in terms of the power that AI needs in terms of computer, the size of, of machines. So we are, we're really in some ways um, early in that. In other hand, actually, there's so much potential, things we can already start doing. We've had virtual assistants helping um, people through COVID. And so there are some really useful examples of AI already right now that can, that, as I say, help us make a difference. The challenge that we have, I think, is through the, the survey that IBM commissioned that shows that we have a problem with skills. So there's this addressing the AI skills gap in Europe report that, that we'll be launching. And we have a problem in that area in general across Europe. How do we get the skills to do more with AI so that we can advance even further? Because I mean, getting a training course into an educational establishment uh, can take time and uh, getting things onto the, into the syllabus so kids start to learn about them obviously has a period of, of years very often before it makes its way into mainstream education. So getting something as new as AI and as, as rapidly developing as AI, particularly when there are a number of different channels in the ways in which each of the big tech names actually deal with it can be a bit difficult. So is it really down to the, the employers and those who are looking for staff to, to do the training and take people who've got a background in or how else do you think we might be able to get this understanding out there so the jobs that are required can be filled there are lots of possibilities but absolutely there is an, an onus on, upon employers to make sure that their current employees and future employees are getting the right kind of skills i mean you talked about different organizations needing different things but actually Lots of them need something uh, that, that's the same across everything. Skills are, are transferable. One of the, the initiatives that IBM has is roundabout skills build. We launched that a couple of years ago, and it's open to, to students, to um, adults who are looking for entry-level employment. And really, it's about being able to do things like learn about cloud, learn about AI, data analytics, but the softer skills as well, they are hugely important. So one of the, one of the points that came out of our report is that 37% of our participants believe that problem solving is the most critical soft skill. So it's not just the hard technical skills, vital that they are, but it is those other things. So we need to understand and, and build leadership skills, build communication skills, programming, yes, sure but problem solving and even writing skills they are still really important in technology 
Yeah, and uh, it, whatever your background in commute, computing and, and, and having an interest there is the important bit to start off with. And you know, we, we often feel these days that uh, when we use apps, everything is just like presented it to us on a plate. And uh, uh, for, for, for kids who may think they want a job in computing, they actually want to be a YouTuber who's actually sharing their ex exploits on Fortnite. There is much more to it than that. And so many rewarding careers as well. Absolutely. Um, I have to say I have particularly enjoyed mine. It is not over yet, I would hope. But um, yeah, there is there is so much possibility and so much potential for for um, people to get involved, for for children to see positive careers. One thing, again, that the, the report highlighted is that I think we as an industry have to do a better job of reaching some of those people that perhaps haven't found technology to be accessible before. So we need to think for more about how we provide the education to people from more diverse backgrounds, from whether that is um, from a social standing perspective, whether that's from ethnic minority bank backgrounds um, from an, a UK perspective. And something like Skills Build can help give technology as a career to to people that are um, that are, that are wide and varied and different and diverse because if technology and if AI is going to be more effective, we need to represent everybody and then build everyone into the conversation. Absolutely, AI has got to be there to help all parts of our community. There can't be anybody left behind. Absolutely, agree entirely. So, what sort of age range are you looking at helping to educate here? Because I mean, that's the starting point, I suppose, is thirteen to eighteen-year-olds as they're heading into their career. Yeah, absolutely. So we're thinking about students here, but we are thinking so secondary education, um, so we are thinking about um, adults as well. So this could be people who are looking looking to retrain and and, and reskill as well um, from a skills build perspective. So where can we go for more information about the work that IBM are doing here? So nice and easy, ibm.com slash UK. And uh, you can see all the opportunities which are starting to come together and maybe something there that will inspire you to get yourself into the world of AI. Absolutely. Have a look. See, see some of the fantastic outcomes that have resulted from technology that are resulting from AI already. Well, Global Tech Leads the Government at IBM Technology. Sharon Moore, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, Jason. That's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 671 next week. I'll see you then. Ciao for now. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.